25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yo! Hour two, off and running. Here we go. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Hometown heroes, local Farm Bureau agents in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Welcome into the studio. Welcome into the show. Hour two, we're off and running. I'm here. Beaver's here. And most importantly, you're here. Appreciate you tuning in, listening, however, wherever, whether it's online or on the radio or via replay. Thanks for tuning in. It means everything. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a show if you don't have an audience, right? You are the most important piece. And so uh, it goes without saying that we are appreciative. So there's lots of ways that you can be a part of the show. You can text and call and tweet and all that stuff too. So here we go. Let's get into it. Call me on the Divini phone, 995-1059. Divini Equipment, Kubota, New Holland, Toro, you name it. If it runs and drives and scoots and skids and steers and scoops and mows and lifts, you can get it there at uh, Divinity Equipment, Highway 51 Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. Please check them out. Call me on the Divinity phone, 995-1059. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. Text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. That also a 601 number, 885-ESPN. If you need the number itself, it's 885-3776. We finished hour one with a little baseball nugget. Reports dozens of Major League Baseball teams, their managerial staff, their coaching staff, you want to call it that, their managers and staff are telling players, ramp up your workouts, get yourself in shape. And they're talking about a return to a, an abbreviated second spring training in the middle of June and jump out there and start playing baseball in July. I think that for Major League Baseball, for this sport, that in, in terms of national interest and spotlight, it, it has never left natural, uh, national interest. It's never really left the spotlight. It's just been squarely overtaken by football. And even though baseball was the sport that was in the middle of its, you know, its preparation for its season, they were in the middle of spring training when all this shutdown happened. They are the sport that should be playing games right now. 
it still has been the NFL that has dominated all this, has dominated headlines, has dominated talk and offseason moves. And so it would be really important, I think, potentially for baseball to come on back and be the first thing back. You know, I'm not, not at all ignoring the uh, tragic nature of this virus, of this pandemic, of sickness and hospitalizations and deaths and the trauma that the uh, healthcare industry has gone through in trying to deal with it. Not at all. I'm strictly looking at this from a sports standpoint. It's all I'm doing. And, and to do that, I think you have to admit that baseball needs to be the first thing back for its own sake. I really believe that. So we were talking about that, and I said, you know what? If they start having spring practice in June, I'm getting in the car and I'm going to Florida. I'm going to do it. Period. I'm doing it. And Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona, where they also had spring training, says, wait, you're not coming to Arizona for spring training too? <laughs> no, Jason, no, I'm not <laughs> not driving to Arizona. Although I would love to come out there and see the Cubs spring training facility. You know, every time they show a spring training game for the Cubs on television, the, the backdrop behind home plate backstop, it reminds you of Wrigley. They built it that way on purpose. I'd love to see that, but otherwise, no, I'm going to Florida. I go spend the night with my dad and then continue my trip. How about that? Uh, Norman on the country, please, and text line, 885-ESPN. Hold on, coffee. Mm-hmm. Coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Norman says, Matt, I agree with everything pointing to playing football, but where do they get the okay from medical experts? It appears nobody can agree on the data we have just yet, so this could be interesting from a liability standpoint, and it could. As from Coffee Norman, it could be interesting from a liability standpoint, sure, but some of you experts out there in the legal world and in the insurance world could, could educate me. I do not know very much about this. I just think I would heard something about the existence of liability insurance available to these universities in times like these. I just, maybe I dreamed it. I thought I caught a, a whiff of that on a, uh, a national newscast or something, but, um, you know, so hit me up. If you got the details on that, shoot me a link or let me know. All right. Phil text us a photo country, please. And text line that's country, please. And sausage. Grocery stores throughout the Southeast. Look it up. Tell them I want country. Please and please. So you can be impolite all at the same time. Phil is a Mississippi State grad, class of 1979. And he sent us a picture of the main entrance there at Duty Noble Field in Starkville and says, we should be having baseball with Missouri starting tomorrow. Phil says he drove over from Alabama to visit the campus and reminisce of the best four years while a Mississippi State student over 40 years ago. Phil, that wasn't that long ago. Grand scheme of things, 40 years, that's no, that's no time at all. So you're still a young'un. But I guess with time on your hands, why not? Just take a road trip, go and see some of the <laughs> facilities. Are, they, are you able to get out and walk around? I'm curious about that. Drove over. Would this have been the, the finale? I know the SEC softball tournament would have been uh, 
starting this week. And I guess the SEC baseball tournament would have been starting in two weeks. I think that's right. Man, how odd is this? How odd is it when you think about that? Phil, you're sitting there looking at the stadium. We're supposed to have a series tomorrow with Missouri. In two weeks, we ought to be in Hoover for the SEC baseball tournament doing this show. And it's just it's nothing. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, Wade on the country pleasing text says, if the season starts as normal, when do you feel like the NCAA will allow official team practice, not workouts or when they can meet or practice on their own, but official team practices? Yeah. Well, like I said, Wade, all we know right now and all we have to go by is the NCAA working group is suggesting proposing a six-week plan, which includes practice, I believe, for the teams to get ready to play the season, six weeks. So you're talking about basically like like three weeks, you know, like three weeks to get strength and conditioning under your belt hot and heavy before you begin practices on the field, which include contact. And then three more weeks of those practices with contact to be able to go through a game, you know, full speed, four quarters, hot and heavy without the you know greater risk of injury. I guess that's what they're proposing. And that would be probably based on talking to coaches and trainers and all that, which again is something that I told you in discussions three or four times on this show over the last couple of months is, Minimum six weeks. Typically, you, you'd love to have eight weeks, four of strength and conditioning, a full month, and then a full month of practice before you play. And that's kind of what they do when they ramp everything up on campuses in July and then practice during the month of August. But they proposed six weeks. So you're saying, okay, when are they going to allow them to start practice? This, again, based on the idea that we learned in that story earlier, if all these conferences and commissioners are definitely looking for any way possible to give themselves a chance to all start at the same time, especially the Power Five, a chance to start at the same time. If indeed, as they say, and they're saying it, it's not my words, but I'm going on what they're saying. If that really is the priority, they give themselves a greater chance of that by playing a shortened season beginning in October. That would mean you're starting practice sometime in August as opposed to August the 1st like normal. Sometime middle to the end of August, you're starting workouts, you're practicing in September, and then you're playing in October and November. I just think that's likely. It's just that's mere speculation on my part. I don't know any more than anybody else. I'm just trying to figure it out based on the minuscule amount of intelligence that I do possess. What a way to word it, huh? The Real Eric says, uh, Matt, do you believe football coaches will get a pass if their team performs poorly this season because of this? Yeah, and they should, every one of them. Yeah. I mean, no, in the, in the respect that everybody's dealing with the same kind of stuff, but there's no way that you're evaluating and potentially evaluating people in their jobs based on what we're all going through. 
So what I'm saying, real Eric, is that when we get to December of 2020, January, February 2020, the coaching carousel may not move at all. I'm serious. Other than, other than you know, some coaches will retire, quit, assistants will move around, you know, that kind of thing. You're just not going to have hardly any of this. We're firing you because you only won five games or you only won, you know, you went sub 500. That That's not going to happen a whole lot. The coaching carousel, they better go ahead and grease it up and winterize that thing because it ain't going to be spinning next winter. I can tell you that. Jason, uh, happy birthday. Jason in Flagstaff today is celebrating his 40th birthday. If you all want to text us, I tell you what, tweet it. Tweet him happy birthday. Jason out in Flagstaff, one of our servicemen, is at I4MSU. So spell it out, I-E-Y-E, the number four, and then MSU. Today is his 40th birthday, and y'all wish him a happy birthday on Twitter. I'm going to come back to some of your texts in just a bit. But first, back over to a little NFL discussion, shall we? So, if you're not aware, tonight, the NFL, I think, through ESPN, is going to release their their full 2020 schedule. We will know when the uh, home and away games are scheduled. When the Saints will host Tom Brady. When the Saints will host the Chiefs. And all that kind of stuff. And I, I think this is a really important thing for, for the Saints because, like I said in hour one, I believe this is kind of it for the dynamic duo of Sean Payton, Drew Brees. I mean, it just is. Y'all may want to read this. So you can go to uh, NOLA.com, at NOLA as in New Orleans, part of the Times-Picayune, NOLA.com. And our favorite writer there, guy that a lot of us here in the state of Mississippi got to know. He did a fantastic job when he was with the Clarion Ledger. Uh, Rod Walker is now a staff writer, and he has an article there today in anticipation of tonight's release of the schedule. The Saints' 10 most anticipated storylines for this schedule release, and it's out there as of today. You can see it. All right, number one, according to Rod, is Breeze versus Brady. That's pretty obvious. So when you're getting that schedule tonight, it's all going to be about when do the Buccaneers and the Saints play each other because it'll be home and away division rivals. So he says Breeze versus Brady is the number one storyline. There is no question about it. And because it is such a big storyline, you can bet, go ahead and get ready for this, when it comes out tonight, When it comes out tonight, the entire NFL schedule for that first part of it is going to be built around Tom Brady. And and in a in a huge way, it's going to be built around when Tom Brady is facing Drew Brees. It'll get the most important time slots, I guarantee you. That thing, if you put that in primetime Week one, Brady versus Breeze, you're talking about ratings 
that are all timers. You know, second only to Super Bowls and stuff. I'm serious. Number two storyline for the Saints: Breeze versus Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Teddy Bridgewater's homecoming. Don't forget, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback of the Panthers. Are you kidding me? When he comes back to the dome, number four storyline. Breeze versus Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champ Chiefs coming to the Dome. Number five, the rematch, Saints 49ers, you bet. Number six, Saints Vikings, Purple Rain. The Saints have looked like a Super Bowl team the past three seasons. Twice, the Vikings eliminated them in the playoffs. Number seven, back down memory lane, the the, the farewell to the Chargers. You know, the Chargers, Bree's original team, are on the Saints' schedule this year. Number eight, the new black hole. They head to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Number nine, have to go to Mile High. And then number 10, storyline, will be when and where are you facing home and away the in-division Falcons. There you go. All right. Let's flip it over here to the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. Our man, he's back. And all the Hawkamaniacs went crazy. Chicken Hawk, what's up? Hey, man, you know Jesus is up there, buddy. That's the only thing. It's not worth anything. Boy. But you know what those saying? I just thought about this. Boy, you know how the Holy Spirit do you sometimes quick and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, what goes up must come down. Sure. You know that Jesus went up. And he's coming back down. It's just physics. It's basic physics. <laughs> hey, look at him. I was going to make you sweat a lot, a lot more, but Lupe wouldn't let me make you sweat no for the pants today. Because, yeah. um, you know, look here. Finally. Finally. One more time, Greg. Finally. <laughs> uh, it showed up there at, at the mailbox at the Creole. Yeah, uh, baby. Yeah, what I'm talking about. Hey. And it was almost perfect. Almost perfect. Everything up underneath the brim, mm-hmm. that's where I'm probably going to have to set it up. We remodeled the house, and we put in the thing where I put all my pictures of everybody that I got pictures with and all my other paraphernalia and the section just for the, the cowbells because we got one of all kinds, different kinds, man. I'll, you know you know how I am, Mississippi State. Hashtag sure. mm-hmm. State. But look, but look at him. Oh, you can't, because of a, a beggar. Can't can't be greedy, so don't take this the wrong way. Oh, uh, did, did the one you sent to the wrong town? Did uh, did somebody keep it? No, no, it came back. It came back to me. Oh, this well, yeah. What happened to what happened to the uh, lime green? Oh, that's the one that it said it was lost. You know the uh, oh that- yes, that's the one that I don't know where that one is. Somebody's running around with it right now, I guess. That's what I'm talking about. Boy, ain't that something. I'm telling you. But, you know, like I I said last time I called, listen to me. Children, 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 children at the school up north. Everybody that is wants to be in woods. Here's how you study. Just in case some of you children want to send me a little something, you know, uh, I ain't going to give you the whole address, but I'm worldwide famous. All my Hawkamaniacs know where I stay at. All my Hawkamaniacs know my address and all that. But if you just say, I tell you what you can do. You can write Mr. for you people. You can write with a capital M-R, period. Mr. Chicken, that's with a dash, Hawk 
M-A-E-S-T, little comma, capital M-S, <laughs> period. That is Forest, Mississippi. <laughs> now, uh, if you hadn't have messed up that first time, now, my brother, I probably would have had my live green hat. Well, I promise you, I didn't, even though I joked with you on the spelling of Forest based on your pronunciation, I said it was F-A-R-S-T, Forest, Mississippi. <laughs> I promise you that's not the way I, 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 I wrote it. This time, because it showed this. This time, it showed up at the right place. Well, yeah. Well, that don't mean is that with one? That is that with time. one R or with two? No, 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 no. That's like a uh, Forest County down there. That's F O R R E S T. Or Forest Gump? Didn't Forest Gump also have two R's in it? You know, I don't know if Forest Gump is a two R or not, but not in now. Uh, I'm only a one G. You know, they saw mm-hmm. people that spell, you know, my first name. Right. So, you know, they saw folks that dropped that two G's on the end of my first name. Right. But, uh, I mean, I'm just a one G. <laughs> Attaboy, Chicken Hawk. Well, wear uh, it with pride hey, hey, and wait, 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 send us a picture. When I, I had seven minutes when it started my regular time. But well, the music was, just started. Uh, uh, this is probably going to be my... My all-time day because okay. we ain't working all day so we call it chicken. And mm. so my buddies is definitely all laws for them. So I'm probably going to be, because I can, I can talk and drive in their truck. And so they ain't got no cameras and all them things up in their truck. Yeah. So hey, anyway, I love you. Beaver, take care of it. And hey, 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 okay. <laughs> chicken hawk out. Just in time. Coming back with all your texts on the Country Pleasing text line. Stick around. Always good to get a call from the hawk. Sounds like he got his hat in the mail. A Country Pleasing sausage hat. Signed and personalized to him. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? I'll tell you what else is cool. The Real C. Collins on my Twitter feed, at Radio Wyatt. You want to go see it? It's right there. Uh, He sent me a picture of young Jack Collins, who is celebrating his 16th birthday today. Retweeted it for you. Jack is holding out a big old bass that they caught And this is one of those where they had to use the flash because it was late, late. They had just gotten back to the boat ramp, apparently. Big old largemouth bass. Now, and you can't ever tell, you know, um, you never know how long someone's arms are. But I'm just going to say, I'm guessing that that largemouth bass is minimum, you know, six and a half, seven. But it may be nine, ten pounds. Real C, you tell me how much it weighed. I'd be curious. I mean, it could be bigger than that. You know, you can't always tell by picture. But, again, just the picture itself looks like it's in that eight, nine range. Heck, it may be ten. Big old largemouth bass. Anyway, happy birthday, Jack. Thanks for listening. Hats off to Real C for the picture. We appreciate that. All right. Country pleasing text line eight eight five ESPN Rhett slippery when Rhett says who are you taking Tiger and Peyton or Phil and Tom you talking about the uh, you talking about the um, golf thing I don't know 
I, I don't even know if I'll watch that, to be honest with you. I know it's sports. And you're like, Matt, how could you not watch? I, you know, the, this is so snobby to feel this way about it. But the gimmicky stuff, I'm not all that into. Like, I got to be pretty desperate to watch spring training baseball, you know, before the regular season. I, I'm kind of snobby about it. I mean, if it's, do I, do I want to watch Tiger defend at the Masters in November? Absolutely. Do I want to watch him and Phil pal around with two bad golfers? Well, I know it's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, but that's just not my bag. I'm probably not going to watch that. I, I don't know, but. Give me Tiger. <laughs> That's an easy answer for you. <clears throat> Give me Tiger. Walton, thank you so much for sending that. Hey, Beaver. Do <laughs> you see what Walton, the picture that Walton sent to the text line? Uh, one second. He sent it at 10 after. You see it right there? It was oh, Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Isn't that nice? With the caption that said, we need this guy. So, you, Beaver, what do you remember from that episode? It's a 45-day plan. <laughs> it's a 45-day plan. We started day 45, go down to one. On day one, we've got it. Problem solved. <laughs> Fantastic. You, sir, deserve a round of applause for being able to quote plenty from that episode. Y'all, what it is, a picture of Michael Scott from The Office back when, um, you know, there was like an uprising in the company, Dunder Mifflin, and they put all these people up on a dais and the big podium and having a big powwow, like town hall meeting, and the people who worked for the company were afraid they were going to lose their jobs and they could ask questions of the bosses, and the bosses got all intimidated, and Michael Scott, took over, and without any information on his behalf, without any reality in his pocket, did not have the blessing of any of his bosses. He just jumped up there and told them all, we're coming back, we're going in this room, and we're coming back with a plan. It's, it'll be a 45-day plan, and we're going to figure it out. And he got them all rallied, and they applauded him as he left. And as soon as they stepped in the room, Beaver, they were like, what did you do that for? We don't have a plan. <laughs> oh, it's great. <clears throat> they had to skedaddle out of there and jump back in the limousine or else they weren't going to let them ride back to Scranton in the limousine. Walton, thank you for the picture. Great memories from the office. Okay, unnamed texter says, uh, Matt, I graduated in 1980 from MSU, and I remember driving my Mustang up to the fence in left field, and there weren't that many other cars there at the time. Stadium consisted of a single steel bleacher style seating area behind home plate. I don't remember there being any other seating down the baselines. And I've seen those pictures. It's really cool the way it all started out there. And what it is now, it's just incredible. But I've seen those pictures of the cars pulled up to the fence and heard some of those stories. You say fence. I don't think. Yeah, there weren't a whole lot of fences, were there? There was like a ball field sitting out in the middle of a field. <laughs> And it's crazy, crazy what it has become. The other Jason is wishing Jason and Flagstaff a happy 40th birthday. And then Jason said, oh, God, no, I'm retired for the record. And no, he does not want all the tweets. 
All right, too bad. Too late. Cats out of the bag. Toothpaste out of the tube, Jason. They're all going to tweet you a happy birthday. Let's see here. Ghost Pepper says, I can't believe you're going to give Beaver a pass after he put a crocodile Dundee knife in your back on the Brooks show this morning with regard to squirrel. I thought Beaver was loyal. Now, here you go, Ghost Pepper, trying to stir stuff up again. Mm-hmm. What's he talking about, Beaver? I don't have any idea. Uh, now, I did say, you know, I'm going to give you full disclosure, mm-hmm. Matt, because Squirrel has really ramped up his texting to Chris's show. Well, good. And he told us today that because you had some words for him mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. And look, I fully I disagreed with those words, Matt. I thought you were a little hard on the squirrel. Yeah, and you told me that already. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about because he told me he's he's listening to a different radio station from 12 to 2 now. Uh-oh. And it's a music station. It's in our town of Jackson. I'm not going to say mm. what it is, but it's very questionable. And as I put it, I said, well, Matt, Matt's driven him into the arms of another station. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, Squirrel, he, he, he criticized Mississippi State. I think. I think that's the text. That's the last text he had sent in that day. And I said, "Look, we're a sports talk show in Mississippi. We, you know, and we we can criticize schools in Mississippi. Sure. But that wasn't the point. The main point was you've driven Squirrel into the arms of another station. Yeah, well, first of all, let me just say I don't believe him. He's not listening to a different station. And he may not listen to the show, but he's not listening to a different station. And I don't believe him. Like if I right now were to say something really inflammatory about him just on purpose to stir him up, he would immediately know about it because he does listen. That's what happens. I've been doing this radio thing long enough. The people who are vocal, who are outwardly vocal about, I ain't listening to you or I don't listen, those are the ones who do listen. The ones you have to worry about are the ones who just disappear and are gone and you never hear from them again. (laughs) Yeah, Um, That's one thing. And then the other thing is he's welcome. He can... I'm glad he's texting, you know, the other shows and stuff. He, like I said, I, he's an intention seeker, <clears throat> has been from the get-go. I never really even had a problem with – I didn't have a big problem with the point that he was making. It wasn't that it was about Mississippi State. It's that we were having a discussion that was going down one path, and like he has always done is he is trying to send something and, you know, turn the conversation – away from something that was basically constructive with a good point into a Jerry Springer type of point that had nothing really to do with what we were talking about. He's done it before. The first few times he ever contacted us on this show, it was trying to turn us into the you-know-what show. He was going to create like a uh, some type of rub with Chicken Hawk. He immediately, the first time I ever heard from him on this show, it was either a call or a text or something, and he was going after Chicken Hawk, who's a very productive part of the show because he's entertaining, you know? And you never really got much else, okay? When that didn't work and we didn't, like, make him some star on the show, he's looking for attention, uh, he then started insulting me. He thought, well, I'll see if that'll work. He's, like I said, he, he took the approach of, He's going to be like the kid on the playground that the pretty girl doesn't like him, but he wants to get her attention 
And so he goes and punches her. That's his way of getting the pretty girl's attention. So, hey, it's fine. It's just not going to pass on this show. And I still stand by that. But he's not banned. He's welcome to come on the show. And in fact, he has. And anytime he comes on here, we'll take the call. We'll look at the text and then we'll just move on. Nobody's banned. I don't have the ability to do that. It's not my right to do that. Uh, there are way too many other people involved in this and other uh, parts of the show and the radio station and everything. I'm, the, I'm just the guy talking. I don't have the right to be banning people. Nobody's banned. But people are free to do what they want, including me. And I'm free to tell somebody, I don't like the approach on the show. Please stay away. Which is what I did. All right, Chris. On the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Chris? Well, first thing I'm going to say is, how y'all doing? How y'all are? We're good. We're hey, good. Chris, hang and on, I buddy. Say, look, I, look, look, I did you wrong. I didn't realize the music was All about right. to start. I did you wrong. So if you'll hang on. I'll hang on. Yeah, hang on. Let's pick it up so that you don't get cut off. We'll do that next. Chris coming up. I'm getting to Eric's text. Mailman. Gator Man. All of y'all. Coming up next, first up will be Chris. You all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. is alive so real c followed up with uh from from the first picture that he sent me if y'all went to my twitter feed you would have seen it uh jack collins 16th birthday holding out a big fish there holding it horizontal he followed it up he told me the fish weighed 11 3 and then another picture where he's holding it vertically you know just kind of lipping it and now you can really see it because that second picture, you see how huge it is. And you also see that big old bugged out eyeball. You get a fish up there around 11, 12 pounds. They get those big bugged out eyeballs, you know, <laughs> and you can see if I had seen that second picture of that largemouth bass first real C, I would have guessed probably 12 or 13 pounds. That's fantastic. I love it. Big fish pictures. I like it. All right, let's go to Chris, who's hanging on patiently. I didn't want you to get cut off too quickly there, Chris. Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. And, you know, I just wanted to comment on this squirrel thing. You know, I think this show's just a little too tame for him after what he's used to. Yeah. And I would just like to say good riddance. Because, I mean, you know, I don't, we, don't, we don't want this show turning into that. And I don't think he'll let it turn into that, but still. If it turns um, into that, I'll go on and do something else. That's just Good. the honest truth. Because <laughs> we can only handle one of those shows. That's right. Uh, and I changed, I turned my, I turned my radio off when that show comes on, so I don't listen to it no more. But anyway, um, have y'all ever figured out who Ghost Pepper is? 
I don't know, but the man is an outstanding instigator. I know that much. You know who I think it is? Who? I think it's I think it's Jake. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. You know, we there was somebody texting us back about a year ago, and Roger and I were speculating that it's J- that it was Jake, and um, I guess it's altogether possible Jake could have come in here with another alias. I don't know. That's, that's Chris. You're on the record. We'll we'll get to looking into. Well, it. I mean, you think about. You think about how he would know so much about all these shows, and he doesn't do that. Ghost Pepper, Ghost Pepper don't troll nobody but you and Chris. He don't troll Bo and them. He don't never text Bo shows. Well, it would be even funnier, though, wouldn't it, if it is Bo? <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. Wouldn't it be like, great? Really, or Blake, or Blake. Yeah, that's or right. Blake. It'd be, it'd, One of those two. I mean, but this, and it has to be somebody in that office knowing what's going on, and uh, you may be it, has to be somebody that's got the, it has to be somebody that's got the time to listen to all of the shows. Hey, Chris, we might need to – I think I'm fixing up to call Sheriff Longmire, get him on the case. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. Thank you. I, I'm out for the week. I'm going to be off the truck tomorrow, so y'all have a great day, and I'll talk to y'all later. And see ya. See ya. Chris, enjoy your long weekend, buddy. Appreciate you. Thank Chris you. is on to something, by the way, Matt. Is he on to something? He's on to something in one sense, and in the other sense, I'm going to shoot holes in him completely. All right. But I have been very curious who Ghost Pepper is, and he has said a couple things that make me believe he is an insider. Insider. Because one day he referred to our our promotions girl here, mm. and she works on 99 Jams. She doesn't ever come on here. I mean, I think we've we've said her name on here maybe two or three times in history. Mm-hmm. Okay, you would have had to have been listening forever to every minute of every show probably. He mentioned her one day. He mentioned Alpha Media by name. We, oh. we don't really refer to our company that often. Yeah, how would he we, know that? We try to say 105.9. I will say, though, it can't be Jake because... Every text is spelled properly, hmm. so that eliminates Jake. <laughs> um, it can't be Bo because he doesn't really have an ounce of cleverness to him. <laughs> Ghost Pepper's texts are really clever. So, but I do think it's an insider. It's Brooks. Oh, and he texts during Jake's show, by the way. So mm. I don't think Jake is texting his own show during his own. Right, show. he's not. So it's it's down to Brooks, and you know we haven't gotten. A text from "quote unquote" Brooksy McJack in a long time, mm, and he used true. to Brooks used to text us pretty often, and now all of a sudden this ghost pepper has popped up with inside info. Meanwhile, where's Brooksy McJack on the country pleasing text line? Where is he? Gone, disappeared. We never hear from him, but we hear from Ghost Pepper a lot, and he knows what's going on behind the doors. Hmm. I don't need Sheriff Longmire. I got a beaver on my side, and we're going to figure this out. DJ, hanging on the Divinity phone. What's up, DJ? I'm just glad to be on the show as always. Well, man, uh, last week we talked about we were both fairly certain that the SEC would play football without the rest of the country. But are you keeping up with uh, what James Franklin and Notre Dame yeah. said this yeah. week? 
Yes. Um, let uh, me, hey, since you bring it up, th- I played this in hour one. It only took me just a second. I want you to hear it since you're referencing it, DJ. Um, right. He said, uh, given that every state is different in the severity of the virus, it's impossible that every program would reopen at the same time. This is James Franklin. I don't think you're going to like it. And I don't think I don't think, you know, people are going to be happy about it. But I think in reality, I don't see how you're going to be able to hold up 10 or 12 schools in one conference from from two states that are opening up a month later. And I think that's the same thing by conferences. I don't think you can penalize one conference, you know, from opening because another conference is is opening way ahead. I think there's so so DJ, he was pointing to they all have this priority of getting everybody going at the same time. But he doesn't think it's realistic, right? Well, and, and the thing is, you, you've alluded to, and so have I. The NCA no longer has teeth. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you had a a football czar, you would have somebody to say, "We're going to maintain competitive balance." Period. Uh-huh. But that's not feasible. Right. You don't right. you don't have that. The other thing I'm going to kick out at you: Notre Dame was whining the other day because if if, if these conferences go to of course, now you got to realize, I, being an Ohio State fan, I have a bias here. But uh, Notre Dame's whining because if we go to conference-only schedules, that's going to leave them out in the dark. My comment about that is they should have joined the Big Ten a long time ago or somebody. And the thing is, they chose not to, and it's going to bite them in the butt this year because, you know, if the conferences play a conference-only schedule, nobody's going to feel compelled to uh, bow down to Notre Dame. And the thing is uh, – you know, it, it is really ridiculous that Notre Dame is not in a conference. But now I will say this. The Big Ten will never beg Notre Dame to join. Mm. Now, you know, I, I'm not saying the Big Ten would not allow them if they asked to join, but they're past second Notre Dame. And the thing is, uh, Notre Dame could get left out in the uh, cold with all this because, you know, like you talked about a minute ago, we're, we're looking, if you started October, that's what you're talking about, a conference schedule. That, you know, a conference schedule and you're talking about having eight conference games, maximum nine, over nine weeks in October and November. And if it does come to that, see, you're right, DJ. If what James Franklin is saying, which, hypothetical, the ACC, and it has two schools in the ACC that are, let's just say, I don't know, pick a state, like, there's some outbreak in Virginia. Well, and those two schools have to shut it down or they can't open up, you know, but the rest of the conference could. He's going, are you going to shut down the whole conference because two of the schools can't open? Or are you just going to open the schools you can and let them play the schedule they can? Well, if that happens and it shortens to a conference-only deal, which the SEC is primarily interested in playing conference games, but Arkansas is scheduled to play Notre Dame. Right, absolutely. And Notre, and, you, and what we're saying is, unless they figure out a way to play SEC schools nine games or ten, there's some non-conference stuff going to be left out there on the front steps and not going to be very happy about it at all. Right. There's no doubt. And, and the thing is, there's going to be no competitive balance because I mean, like you said, you you really need a start date where everybody can go. That's and, what they uh, need, and, no doubt. And, and like I said, I will say this, the, MSA, the MHSAA 
has said that every school is going to start on the same day. Now, they haven't said definitively yet. Mm -hmm. They shut the public schools down three times, okay? Mm -hmm. And the new opening date uh, is June 1st, and that's the way it should be. You shouldn't have part of the state lifting weights and other parts shut down. Hey, man, I love your show, and thanks for letting me be a part of it. Yeah, appreciate the call, DJ. Call anytime. Um, It all makes sense. And that they are. I mean, they'll they'll go jump through whatever hoop they have to jump through to get it all started at the same time. It's just right now on May the seventh. It's it's impossible to figure out how they would do that, while at the same time, it's a virtual guarantee. These SEC schools are going to be playing football. It's just a matter of, is it twelve games? They figure out a way to get it started, play 12 games. Okay, fine. Then this conversation is null and void. Uh, Brian on my Twitter feed says, could Ghost Pepper be Jay White? Inquiring minds want to know. Think he's on to something. We are about to dive in. Hey, Ruby. Get me Sheriff Longmire, would you? See y'all tomorrow. We'll have a Friday show, and it'll be fun. See you then. See ya!